jobs and don't add them back until there is shareholder perception that the economy has turned positive. 2. Much of the tech boom was fueled by companies investing in automation that promised near-term positive impact. But the positive impact took years longer than anticipated to be successfully realized by these companies. Result? Many of the 2.7 million worker layoffs in the past three years may well be permanent resulting from technology allowing people to work more efficiently and moving jobs offshore as the so-called positive impact trickles down in companies. Of the 9 million out of work, 20% are managers and specialty workers. 3. As a nation, we are on a track to annually spend 4% of gross domestic product, GDP, the sum of all the goods and services we produce while collecting only 3% in taxes and other revenue to cover our costs. Meanwhile, just selling more bonds to other nations. Result? Escalating debt and the loss of confidence in our economy by other nations may push interest rates up, affecting housing prices and the cost of corporate debt for continued expansion and adding more volatility to the stock markets. 4. In 1980, 58% of American workers' pensions were provided by company-funded pension plans. Today, only 13% of American workers' retirement depends solely on these vanishing defined benefit company-funded pension plans. 80% of American workers today rely on their own contributions and some employer matching to provide for their retirement income. Result? 70 million American workers and their families are dependent for retirement on their individual ability to save, plus modest matching contributions from employers. Although they should be better informed, many of these workers have no idea how much money they must save in order to retire. 5. In the mid-1990s, Larry Kotlikoff, a professor of economics at Boston University, predicted that baby boomers would inherit $10 trillion from their parents in the greatest wealth transfer in the history of the world. Reality? The stock market plunge and the continued reduction of corporate and government spending on programs for today's middle-class seniors have brought new meaning to the bumper sticker, I am spending my children's inheritance. Today, only 15% of boomers surveyed by AARP expect to receive an inheritance. The average baby boomer stands to inherit $90,000, with the median at $30,000, not a meaningful supplement to retirement savings. 6. It's estimated that large employers will pay only 10% of retirees' medical costs by 2031, as opposed to 68% coverage in 1988 and 38% medical cost coverage for retirees in 2003. Over the same period, the cost of Medicare Part B health insurance will escalate from 6% of Social Security payments to 10%, a 70% increase. Result? The Employee Benefit Research Institute, EBRI, estimates that a 65-year-old who retires today and lives to age 80 will pay well over $100,000 for health care. A retiree living to age 100 can expect over his or her retired lifetime to pay $700,000 for health care. 7. 80 million baby boomers, the oldest of whom are age 59 and will start retiring in six years, expect to start collecting Social Security and participating in Medicare. Reality? During the baby boom era, six workers paid into Social Security to fund the benefits for each worker who had retired.
By 2011, there will be only 2.8 workers funding the benefits anticipated by each retiring worker. The Bush administration is waging war against the AARP and its 32 million members over the future of Social Security. Shocker. A study prepared in 2002 for Treasury Secretary Paul O'Neill, but never released by the government, predicts a $44 trillion budget shortfall in Medicare and Social Security, now $51 trillion because of the new Medicare drug benefit, based on current government revenue and spending. Put in perspective, this is the equivalent of one entire year's world GDP, or closer to home, the equivalent of all the money that would be collected from a fire sale of all stocks, bonds, and residential real estate in the nation. As Larry Kotlikoff points out, this gap can be closed only by major tax increases and or spending cuts. Martin Feldstein of Harvard University adds to this.